welcome to the Trust Your Body Project. Trust Your Body Project is a podcast and social media movement designed to help you heal, eat, and create space for the things that truly matter. I'm your host, Whitney Catalano. I'm an anti-diet, health at every size registered dietitian, helping you stop dieting, make peace with your body, and take the power back from your inner bully. Welcome to episode, I don't really know. (laughs) I'm kind of recording these out of order. Uh, This is the last episode of the season. I, this is really special to me. I literally just recorded like the body of the episode and now I'm coming back to just do the intro now so that I can have it done and I don't start overthinking it and you'll understand why. This episode is like, I felt inspired to share something from my soul without any planning. It was just like a drop in, a realization, a inspiration that I had and like it's, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for you to listen to this. <sighs> yeah. I feel like I'm supposed to say all the things here, right? Like Club TYB, if you want to keep up with me, you know the drill. Go back and listen to any of the past couple episodes and you'll hear all the details. WinnieCatalano.com slash club dash TYB. Um, if you want to book a call, work with me one-on-one. WinnieCatalano.com slash book. Follow me on all the things. I'm coming out with a book. <laughs> uh, I don't know when it's going to be out yet, but the manuscript's due in April and like, hi, how are you? Deadlines. Ah, <sighs> yeah. Lots going on. Um, while I'm on this break for my podcast and prepping for season two, I, yeah, I just think that there's a lot of exciting things in store and you will understand a little bit more as you listen to this episode. I let you in on what's been going on with me. I am talking specifically to some of you and I know that this episode is going to reach the people it needs to reach. If you want to keep up with me in the meantime, please do. You know where to find me. I've mentioned it a million and a half times. It's all in the show notes. I feel like there's nothing else I really need to say here because this episode is like too special to crowd it with all the like, you know, BS that I normally put at the beginning, which is helpful BS. I do, you know, want you to join Club TYB and like book calls and stuff. Super helpful for my life. It's helpful for you because you actually, you know, get the whole food freedom thing. We love it. We love it all around. Right. Um, but yeah, no, this is like a, a different vibe. So (sighs) I hope you enjoy it. I hope that, yeah, let me know what you think. And I'm going to miss y'all when I'm gone. And I know I'm going to come back from this break, like so refreshed with so many ideas and just like really excited to share. And I'm really, really glad this is the way that I'm ending the season because it could not feel more right to me. And I just got to do it before (laughs) I question everything. So enough rambling, enough of all of that. I love you. So grateful for every single one of you who has found me and yeah. Ah, I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Let's get into it. Shall we? Okay. So I'm recording this kind of on a whim right now. I haven't even, at the time of recording this, I haven't even recorded the intro that you just heard. Um, 
And I feel really good about this being my final episode of the season because this is something that is just like the inspiration is flowing and I was just cleaning my kitchen and I was about to tweet about all of this and then I was like, no, no, this is how I'm going to end the season. Like I've been looking for a really powerful season under and this is what it is. (sighs) Okay. This, what I'm about to share is kind of a work in progress. So bear with me. I'm hoping I do it justice. So I've talked before on this podcast about people who have a predisposition for disordered eating are people who maybe have experienced uh, varying degrees of trauma in your life, whether it's trauma with a capital T, like the types of trauma that we normally hear about, or, you know, trauma in the form of not having your emotional needs supported and met as a kid and, you know, being punished unfairly or held to really impossible standards or feeling like you are receiving conditional love from your parents because of your body size or whatever. When, of course, we've talked about, you know, that's more of a reflection of your parents and what they're struggling with 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 their own body image. And yet, as a child, all you want is for your parents to love and accept you. And so you get this messaging early on that, like, you got to change yourself in order to be accepted. Now there's that coupled with, you know, perfectionistic tendencies, um, people who crave, you know, structure and rules and tend to do things all or nothing. But what's interesting about this is that there seems to be a subsection of people who (laughs) also seem to be the people who find me, who are drawn to me, who crave structure, crave information, crave perfection and acceptance and try so hard to conform to what people want from them, whether it's your body or your grades or what career you go into or not speaking up for yourself. We just did all that stuff on people pleasing. This is obviously like kind of coming off the tail end of that. And these same people simultaneously crave structure and outside information while also rebelling against structure and outside information. And that's where the on and off comes, right? Like you go all in on the structure and the rules and then you go all in on rebelling against the structure and the rules and it's this like vicious cycle back and forth And the entire time, you're shaming yourself for not being able to conform, but then rebelling against any sort of conformity. And I think this is really interesting because those clients who exhibit that, a lot of my clients, if not most of my clients, tend to be the kind of people who are just, to me... I I don't know any of the things that they believe about themselves going into this. I don't know any of their preconceived ideas about themselves. So to me, they seem to be people who are just meant for a lot more, you know, people who are being called to break out of the conformity and yet (laughs) fight tooth and nail about it because doing so comes with a lot of risk, like a lot of risk, right? And 
I found that these types of people tend to also struggle with numbing and addiction and seeking for everything, really. Fulfillment, acceptance, validation, guidance from other people as a form of numbing. Okay, I'm going to break that down for a second. So I see dieting as this thing that can easily become an addiction in itself. And I I had to have talked about this in my podcast before, but if I haven't, I'm sorry. So I see dieting as this thing that we use to numb. And that's why, you know, even promising, like when you're spinning out about your body, even promising that you're going to go on that new diet tomorrow and you're going to, you know, X, Y, and Z, like you're going to do all these amazing things and like change your life, all that stuff. That is enough to soothe the like panic about your body, even if you don't actually go on the diet, right? Like the promise of a diet is soothing (laughs) so that you don't even have to go on the diet to feel temporarily sedated until the next freak out. And that's how I know that dieting is a coping mechanism. You know, I say addiction loosely, right? It's a coping mechanism. It's a way that we numb. It's a way that we distract. And I've talked about this in the context of emotional eating too. Like when we emotionally eat and then we feel the guilt and shame that comes in or we binge and then the guilt and shame comes in, one of the ways that we distract from the guilt and shame is by looking for information outside of ourselves, looking for structure, looking for people to give us the answer, buying books on Amazon, you know, looking for the answer everywhere else except for ourselves because it's so uncomfortable to sit with that unknown and to actually have to trust yourself is so uncomfortable because you were likely taught from an early age by people who didn't trust themselves that you cannot trust yourself. This is especially true if your instincts in this world are to be different. (laughs) Like if you are naturally called on a soul level, even if it's like a whisper right now, and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh shit, I think she might be talking about me. And you might want to be like running away right now (laughs) because you're like, no, 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 no. This can't be about me, but like I feel compelled to stay and listen. If there's some point in your soul whispering or yelling at you that what you're being called for is different than the norm doesn't conform it goes against what people think is like the right way to do things you know it goes against this traditional path and this measure of success that your parents have and this look of success you know this look of happiness or what it means to be successful And what it means to pursue a fulfilling life, if that goes against (laughs) society, right, against your parents, against whatever, then you've probably spent a lot of your life not only trying to numb from the traumas of being told you're not good enough or being told you need to work harder for love and acceptance or being told that your body needs to look different to be accepted, but you're numbing from the truth inside of you, which is that you are actually meant to be breaking the mold. 
And what I find really interesting about this is that this person who I'm talking about, um, not one person, but like a general person, you know, a, an archetype, if you will, of people who I've been coming across lately, I've, I've been wondering, cause I know personally, like, I know I meant for bigger work. Like I love the work that I'm doing here and I know I'm going to do so much more in my life and that scares the absolute shit out of me. I posted on Twitter a couple weeks ago saying if you are feeling called to make an impact on the world, to change the world, you're going to fight the desire to hide every step of the way. And that's exactly what this is, right? It's this, you have a deep soul calling to be different, to stand out. And that is going to piss people off. That's going to put you in a position to be rejected by people who are threatened by your greatness, people who are threatened by your comfort with being different or at least threatened by your bravery to do it even when it's the most uncomfortable thing in the world. And so what do we do? We numb, we distract, we try to conform, we get so desperate for information. Information is this like sedative. It's this thing that's like, okay, we're going to be okay except none of that information is ever actually retained, right? Like when have you gone desperately searching for information and actually retained much of it, you know? I haven't. Usually what happens is I don't even read it fully because I decided to read it or watch it or sign up for it or whatever from a place of panic And then I'm just sitting there like beating myself up for the fact that I didn't even read it and that I'm not good enough and all these things. And it just feeds that bully, that shadow companion. And, you know, I'm particularly inspired to use that word shadow companion because I think that desire to hide and to numb and to avoid and to fit in and conform and change yourself and just like appeal to a big population of people, to, you know, to all the people is going to be with you every step of the way. I don't know if that shadow companion ever goes away. What I do know from my own self-work in the past year is that you stop believing the shadow companion as much. You stop listening to the shadow companion as much and you start to recognize its patterns of seeking for information and outside input at the very moment that you really need your own truth your own answers so what I was saying before and I think I completely just switched <laughs> sentences in the middle was I know I meant for a lot greater things And I still really like the work that I'm doing. And I think just today, I mean, I've been putting the pieces together and I'll tell you how 
um, in a second, but I've been putting the pieces together recently in the past few weeks and really coming to terms with where I'm at instead of fighting it, you know, cause that's classic shadow companion vibes is fighting it. Of course, like fighting yourself for not having it all figured out, which is like, so yeah, we'll get there. But what I, what I'm putting together is that for some reason, I mean, it makes perfect sense, but our relationship with food and our relationship with our bodies is like this, and I've been saying this since the beginning, when I knew very little about this topic, I always kind of knew internally that our relationship with food is kind of a mirror for our relationship with everything else in life. And so in that same vein, right, on the other side of that coin, I find that the people who are meant for really great things, the clients that I've been working with, find that or not find it in themselves, but like face it for the first time in themselves, really, really face it when they are forced to give up dieting because it got too tiring, too much, right? Like it, it just got to a point where there was literally no other option except to find health at every size and intuitive eating and body positivity and fat activism and things like that. And the fun part about the work that I do and the fun part about this whole field for a lot of these people, and I'm generalizing, of course, is that it is counterculture. Like, it's kind of fun. And it sucks. There's times when it really, really sucks, especially for my fat clients who have to deal with, like, the abuse and the stigma and the just looks and all that stuff like it really really can be traumatizing to be this counterculture or counterculture in this way and through this work they are forced to remove that numbing technique that coping mechanism of going to a diet to fix anxiety going to a diet instead of finding fulfillment in their life, like making dieting a literal hobby because the the idea really of figuring out what fulfills you and the process that it takes is so daunting, especially to someone who's meant to break out of the mold, right? And so when dieting is removed... All of a sudden, they're sitting there faced with this anxiety, faced with this emptiness, faced with this dread of, oh, shit, I'm not distracting from things anymore. I'm just looking at them. And now I have to do the really uncomfortable work of sitting with the fact that I don't have it all figured out. And, oh, it's icky. It's icky. I've talked about this before, and I know that other people on Instagram who do similar work to me have talked about this before, where when you give up dieting, there's often a void left, right? It's I call it the void the diet culture left. And for some of you, that void is the awareness that you are meant for something so much greater than you could possibly fathom right now. 
And every bit of you is going to want to look for information and go searching, read books, do all this stuff in order to kill time, really. (laughs) Um, Because what you're really being called for is to sit in that discomfort and start experimenting. Start playing without knowing where it leads. And of course, now I'm sitting here and I'm like, there was something that I literally just said that I was going to explain more and I don't remember it. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) This is like, honestly, this is just like dropping in to me right now. So I'm just flowing. And if there are pieces that I don't tie up in this, then it is what it is. If you crave structure and rules and then simultaneously rebel against any sense of structure and rules, you're probably meant for something so much greater than you could possibly imagine. And I hope that you give yourself that permission to dream bigger. I hope that you give yourself that permission to be a freaking mess. Because please know that if that's you and you're on the precipice of needing to figure that out, not needing to, but want being called to, it is almost like a need, right? It's this like soul, I got to figure this out now because I can't keep pretending like it's not there. It's screaming, right? If you're on the precipice, please know that you are probably going to be kicking and screaming every step of the way. Your inner child who just wants acceptance and love is going to be like, what the hell are we doing? Why, why are we doing this? We're leaving the safety and the comfort of what we know. And we're like daring to think that there could be more than this. That we could be more fulfilled, that we have a greater purpose, that we have a greater impact that we're going to make. Why? I want to sit on that couch under a blanket and hide and you cannot make me do this, okay? And then your shadow companion is going to come in and see your inner child kicking and screaming and be like, no, we're definitely not doing this and I can't believe like you want this and you're resisting it. Like who are you to resist it? You know, your your shadow companion is going to be shaming you for the fact that you have this resistance and shaming you for wanting more. It's a lose-lose situation according to the shadow companion, right? It's like how dare you want more? Who the hell do you think you are? for wanting more. And also, of course you want more. How did you not figure this out sooner? I can't believe you spent so many years numbing. Why have you not figured this out by now? And oh my God, you're still resisting it? Oh God, figure, like, get your shit together, you know? Your shadow companion, really, like, you can do no right. And we need the shadow companion sometimes because the shadow companion is trying to keep us safe in the same way that the inner child's trying to keep us safe. But the really interesting thing is that when you actually start settling into your authentic self, grounding in who you are and experimenting and playing more full out and just exploring what else you are meant for, your inner child 
will actually find that there is way more acceptance on the other side. The scariest part is right before you up level, not the actual next level, right? It's, it's that when you're about to level up in your life, when you're about to like take that next step up, the scariest part is right before, right when you're on the cusp of it and your brain's like, danger, danger. And your shadow companion's like, who the hell do you think you are? And your inner child's like, I'm not going. You cannot make me. I will throw an actual tantrum. We're not doing this. But then on the other side of it, what you do is you like weed out the people who are threatened by your bigger, more amazing self. You weed out the habits that were associated with the level below. And you step into a new level of self-acceptance, a new level of self-created safety, which is really nice for the inner child, right? Like the inner child thinks that they want, you know, acceptance from society and from your parents and from whoever, you know your high school reunion, okay? What your inner child really wants is acceptance from you. So in those moments when you're feeling like so deeply ashamed that you haven't figured it out already or that you're resisting it or whatever, those are the moments when you are able to start offering yourself the safety and confidence and forgiveness and love and acceptance that you're looking for from everyone else. Everyone else's approval, everyone else's validation, whatever, is never going to be enough. You've got to be the one to give it to yourself. And that means you need to start doing the things and living in a way that feels actually aligned for you and not kind of pseudo aligned and then (laughs) like pseudo aligned in the sense that it's like good enough for what society would expect of you. It's like close enough to what you want, but like not quite. And you're just like, you just have this like mild dread underneath of just like, this isn't right, but like I'm going to pretend it's right and it'll be fine. No, I'm talking like actual really terrifying aligned life because as you start to move towards that it will ease the tension inside of you it will and your inner child will be happy and you'll be happy and you'll be fulfilled and you'll attract people who actually do really accept you and really love you and want to see you succeed and want to see you continue to like flourish and be this unique wild version of yourself that you are But getting there is not going to be pretty. And I think this is one of the things I wanted to say before. And if not, you know, whatever. Hope you can put the pieces together. Um, What I hope for you is that the journey of figuring out what that looks like is a journey that you let be fun for yourself. In fact, I actually don't know if it's possible to really settle into alignment with what you're meant to be doing or the path that you're meant to be on 
if you're not having fun. Like, I don't think it's possible. I don't think that our alignment exists. Like our soul's alignment, anyone exists without a little bit of fun. And those of us who, those of you who relate to this, like I do, right? Probably don't let yourselves have fun in the way that, you know, in the way that you're craving. So I hope you allow this process to be fun because honestly, like the greatest realization I've had this year is that there is no end goal. There is no day that you're going to wake up and be like, wow, I made it. I am living out my soul's fullest potential. I did it. I, I, I made it here. I got it all figured out. Look at me. No. No, that's not, that is so not the point. Your deep desire for an outcome and for, you know, stability and to know it all, have it all figured out and be able to prove to everyone that you have it all figured out is a distraction from the real deep discomfort that comes from sitting in the unknown and you can either keep distracting and keep running into the same roadblock over and over and over again, or you can start choosing the unknown. You can start choosing to look inside of yourself when everything in your body is telling you to look to others for answers. You know, it's interesting. I've been saying this message in some form to some degree throughout this podcast. And this podcast is a really interesting time capsule for me because I started it when I was feeling so insecure in my business, insecure in what I had to offer. I knew I knew a lot of information because I'd done a lot of reading, right? Classic. But I, I really wasn't backing myself yet. I wasn't, I was still trying to conform and, you know, have everything figured out and skip to the finish line and just have a private practice and have it be all stable and yada, yada, yada. Except in the same vein, I have been craving since I was a kid to have a life where I can travel freely, where I can not work so much. And that's why I started a business. I didn't start a business because, I mean, I kind of started a business because I knew that I wouldn't be able to like do this kind of work in a traditional dietitian job role. But why I really started a business was for freedom for the freedom to call my own shots. And then I was constantly looking to other people for answers on how to run my business, looking for other people to validate that I was doing this whole coaching thing right, following the rules, you know? And following the rules, you know, getting a becoming a certified intuitive eating counselor or whatever I could have become, you know, 
I could have done that and I could be teaching the 10 principles and that would be it, you know, but that's not how I roll. Like I'm the way that I coach is so freaking unique because I listen to my own intuition and I combine that with my knowledge and I show up for whoever's on the other side of that call. You know, I, I just meet them where they're at and I'm really, really good at that. And at a certain point, I had to just get behind myself and trust that my ideas on things may be different from what some other dietitians say about this stuff. What I talk about, I've been getting this a lot recently that, you know, the things I'm talking about on Instagram are different than what other people in my field talk about on Instagram, you know, and it's a good, like, people are like, thank you. It's refreshing. It's not just the food thing over again, you know, and there's no shade to like anyone else running their businesses, running their marketing strategies the way that they want. But for me, it's like every time I've tried to like implement a marketing strategy, it falls flat. (laughs) Like it literally, it's like you all can sense when I'm trying to do it. And you're like, nah, Whitney, go back to doing things in your own approach, even if it's messy and unknown. And over the course of the past year, what I've realized is that this unknown is so awesome. Like it's so cool because I'm having a lot of fun figuring it out. And whenever I start panicking about, you know, oh my gosh, I need to figure out because, because I know there's more I'm going to do with my business, right? I, I said that before. And I know that I really like my business and I want to keep growing it the way that it is right now. And so I'm just kind of letting the other thing, the next thing that I incorporate simmer on the back burner. It's just kind of simmering back there, hanging out. And as I get, you know, drop-ins, inspiration, I start to connect the dots and one day I'll get a lot of clarity around it and you all will hear about it, you know? And in the meantime, it's just been kind of interesting to see what comes through when I take the pressure off myself to have it all figured out. And so what I was saying before, because I just got that train of thought back, I've been saying this stuff in bits and pieces over the past year and not even realizing I was saying it, not even realizing that I've been calling in sort of a deeper purpose for all of this, right? A deeper impact. I've said things like, you have too much important work to do. I've said things like, this is all just (laughs) a distraction from facing whatever's coming up. And I thought that what people were distracting from was just history, right? But I think there's also this element of distracting from the fact that we're being called for greater. Distracting from the fact that you are not meant to conform. That you are meant for something so much bigger, so much louder, to be seen in ways that probably scare the absolute living shit out of you right now. And that's awesome. I really hope that if this resonates with you on any level, even if some of it you're like, no, that's not about me, that's okay. I really hope that if this resonates with you on any level, that you... Give yourself more permission to have fun with it and to not know what the heck is going on, you know? 
I mean, honestly, if I've learned anything, it's that no one knows what the heck is going on, right? Like none of us know how to adult. None of us know like (laughs) why we're here or all those, you know, classic existential crises questions. But what I do know is that when I tap into my alignment, my spirit, I talk to those clients that are, that bring this out in me, right? I just got off a call and this, this is like the download that I got during that, you know, coaching is this weird way of me, like connecting to some, something that I can't put my finger on. And, and I always get these like incredible insights when I'm working with clients. Um, None of us know what's going on. I had no idea where I was going with that sentence. I don't know where I'm even going with my sentences, let alone my career, (laughs) you know? What I do know is that I got a plan for the next six months to continue business as usual, and that feels really good because what I did with that plan is I brought my assistant, Lindsay, who you've probably heard about on Instagram and maybe even on this podcast. She, like, basically runs Club TYB. I just, you know, do what I do. And she like is the magician behind it all. I got her to come to Palm Springs um, and we planned my group program that I'm going to launch again. We planned, you know, various different aspects of my business, the things that I know and what that's done for me, what that's allowed for me is it's given me a very clear checklist that my book continue with my clients, right? a very clear checklist. And then what I need to start doing and what I'm working on, and I'd say need loosely, right? Because I know that in learning how to do this, I'm going to stumble every step of the way. Oh my God, my thought, my train of thought from before just came back. This is it. I know I'm going to trip and stumble every step of the way, Because every time you're up leveling, you should just expect the tantrum, expect the resistance, expect the old patterns. The trap that we get into, right, is the all or nothing mindset comes in and says we have to have it all figured out. We have to be farther along by by now, you know. And that even is a distraction, (laughs) from just learning how to accept the discomfort. And so what this plan for my business in the next six months and a loose plan for the next year is allowing for me is to have a checklist of things to get those things done and then to work on, make progress in, stumble a lot while I do so, to or towards I guess not spending my free time trying to busy myself with unnecessary work actually allowing myself to sit in the discomfort of having my to-do list done And I genuinely believe that's why I've rebelled so strongly against goals and making plans and, you know, getting clear 
on my vision until now. I mean, one, I just wasn't clear. And so I think I needed to go through that period of like chaos and doing too much and just trying everything and hoping something sticks, right? I needed to go through that to get to where I am and to get clarity for sure. And I think the reason why I've rebelled so much against like having that clear plan or I I have such a block around actually sitting down and being like, if I get these things done every week, I will have everything I need to get done done. Or even when I do that, I then have a block around actually getting it done early in the week and having time at the end of the week because I think a part of me is scared for that space. I think a part of me is scared of what I'm going to find out, these drop-ins that I'm going to have, these like moments of clarity and inspiration because they always come with risk, right? And yet this is kind of like a reminder for myself because it feels so freaking good. Like I feel so good right now talking to you from this place because it feels so aligned. Like I'm just talking from my soul. I'm just like letting you all in on what's going on in my brain (laughs) and in my heart, really. It's not even my brain. There isn't a lot of thinking happening. It's more just kind of coming to me, you know? It's like I'm feeling into this truth right now. I'm feeling into the words that I'm saying rather than trying to think my way there. And that's the trap. That's the shadow companion, the same companion that goes searching for information and books and answers outside of you is the same companion who tries to explain everything away and rationalize everything away. Every time you have a feeling, you have to go out of your way to explain why that feeling is there. You know, da da da. Like we got to just explain it away. We got to get to the bottom of it instead of just letting yourself feel something I definitely struggle with, you know, just letting myself feel, especially being a coach. Oh my gosh, I can go through the freaking ringer of identifying the root cause of where this came from instead of just like sitting in the freaking feelings, you know? And so I think part of me, I think part of my block around having my checklist, getting it done, is (laughs) scared of the space. So this is a reminder to you, to me, that the space is good. We need the space and we also need to sit in the discomfort of not knowing what the heck is going to happen next. We need to open ourselves up to these insights and these little callings inside of you that point you in a new direction, a scary direction, a direction that you don't know, uncharted territories, right? Because that's the scariest of all. If you have no idea, it can feel like you're literally dying. Your brain's like, okay, no, we're for sure under attack. And like, this is the end because you're trying to like do things differently. Like, who do you think you are? Literally. (laughs) I guess, hmm. I want to end it with this. There is no level that you can't handle. And I promise you the resistance before that next level and the numbing and the distracting and the shaming 
for the numbing and the distracting and the resistance, right? And then the shaming for the shame, because can't forget about the shame about the shame. That's a classic. <laughs> just, just when we can't get enough. All of that stuff that comes up, one, I think, serves a really intentional and wise purpose because you're learning how to stop buying into it and letting it stop you, right? And the more you come across it, the better you're going to get at not letting it stop you. So I think it serves a purpose. But I also promise you that like all of that is way, way more challenging than actually letting yourself get to that next level. Opening yourself up to these insights and ideas about what you're meant for and what's next for you. And literally as I'm saying that, I just got a fear, right? Like that that fear insight that's like, don't share this because people might be mad that it they don't it doesn't resonate with them. Whew, yeah, right? Damn. Oh, talk about another voice that comes up a lot. <laughs> don't spook your audience. <laughs> you're you're getting clients. You're doing the thing. You know, don't spook them with all this woo-woo talk. Like, st- stay in your lane, girly. Stay in your lane. I'm just like, I don't want to. <laughs> I want to talk about more. I don't want to just talk about this stuff. Like, I love the work I'm doing. I love the clients that I attract. Oh, oh my gosh. My clients are the best. Like, my one-on-one clients, I've never had a one-on-one client that I don't absolutely love. Like, so, so freaking honored to work with these people. And honestly, like the people in my community, the people who interact with me on Instagram and listen to my podcast and are in Club TYB and all this stuff, like you all are so awesome and so kind and accepting and loving. And I just, and I know it's fine. Right. And I also know that anyone who hears this and is like, that didn't resonate with me. Like, what is she even talking about? Well, go find someone else who they resonate with. Like, I don't need to be for everyone. I'm not for everyone. That's just what it is. I'm not for everyone. And so, yeah, see ya, right? Like, and I think some of the people who are going to be particularly angered by this podcast episode are people who probably need this message the most, but are not ready to hear it. And that's okay, too. Um, that, yeah, I've been there, right? I still have those moments when I hear something that I'm like, makes me mad. And then a few minutes later, I'm like, oh no, I'm mad because I need it and I don't want to hear it yet. So don't make me. (laughs) You can do this at your own pace, right? You should. I mean, you have to, you kind of have no choice. That's how alignment works, right? You actually have no choice except to do this at your own pace because any sort of keeping up with other people's paces or, you know, someone else's idea of where you should be will only feel out out of alignment, will only feel like a conflict inside of you. So I know that you will do this at your own pace. I know that this 
episode or whatever breakthroughs you have during this won't make a difference tomorrow or the next day. Like it's not just going to be like, okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to start this new career. I have all the clarity I need now. Like let's do it. What I'm doing is planting the seed. And just like me, you will probably still have a lot of coping mechanisms and distraction techniques and couch sitting time. In case you haven't figured out, sitting on the couch is kind of my metaphor for hiding because that's usually where we hide is like, I'm not leaving my couch. I'm sitting under this fuzzy blanket and like, you can't make me be seen. Okay. So you will probably still have a lot of those things in the same way that I do. And what I hope for you is that you give yourself permission to still hold on to some of those while you up-level in other ways. The Shadow Companion loves to say things like, if you're not up-leveling at all right now, it's not good enough. You're a failure. You know, she's telling you that you're you, you're destined for more and that's what your soul is saying. It resonates with you. So figure it out and do it all now. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying either. That's also a distraction. Okay. You can hold on to things that are comforting and safe and warm and soft like a couch <laughs> while you up level in other ways, while you put yourself out there in other ways. And then when the time is right, you'll start to let go of more of these things, right? More of these safety nets, distractions, because they, they just won't serve you anymore. They won't serve this new level that you're at. And it won't feel so freaking scary and resistant to let them go. It'll actually feel like the thing that you need more than anything, And you know I'm right, because if you look back on, quote, bad habits that you used to fight tooth and nail that you no longer have, it was when you stopped fighting that bad habit and actually just, like, let it be that it faded away without you even freaking realizing it was gone. So give yourself acceptance. Trust yourself that... Everything is in the exact timing that it needs to be, that it's supposed to be, that you literally don't have a choice except to do this at your own pace, and that you get to decide whether you make it fun or super duper hard every step of the way, okay? Probably both. I hope more fun than hard, And I hope that the difficult days come with so much insight and wisdom and learning and growth that they make a lot more sense once you've gotten through them. Because if you made it this far in this podcast, like you're, you're here, you know, you are, this is it. Like this is for you. This is, I got this drop in for you. And I'm sure some of you are being like, really? But yeah, I didn't know I was going to record this. Like literally, you know, 
50 minutes ago. Didn't know this was going to happen. So <laughs> it's like 10 o'clock on a Thursday night. I have to be on a flight tomorrow. Like did not know that I would be sitting here doing this. It's for you. This message is like specifically for you. And every time I've done an, an episode, it's been a couple times where I've felt called to say that I've always gotten feedback from someone being like, you were talking to me. And I'm like, see, there you are. I found you. So hi, welcome. I hope you will join me on this journey. Um, I imagine that there are some of you who whatever I'm called to create next, whatever I'm called to expand into next in addition to the work that I already do may be for you. Or there may be someone else. Or you may need to create the thing you're looking for. The scariest answer of them all. So I hope you keep me posted. Keep me updated on your journey. And stick with me because I'm going to, I already feel it. Season two is going to be a lot more growth. <laughs> yeah, growth. Like no one's, no one's surprised that I'm doing this. Like literally time capsule of my growth. I love it. This is freaking awesome. So yeah, I need to end there because I have expired the, <laughs> the insights. I love you all. I have had an incredible year creating this podcast. Um, it's finishing up pretty much a year to the day since it started. And how cool, like talk about freaking cyclical, you know? Um, I hope you get my book <laughs> that's coming out. Pre-order it. I don't know the details yet. It doesn't matter. This message is too important for all of that. <sighs> I love you all. I cannot wait to see what you do. If you are loving the Trust Your Body Project podcast and are ready to dive headfirst into your healing transformation, head on over to WhitneyCatalano.com slash food dash freedom to learn more about working with me. WhitneyCatalano.com slash food dash freedom. <laughs>